Rising inflation continues to dominate headlines. The market continues to be volatile. How can you protect your nest egg from all of the uncertainty? On today's show, we'll outline some strategies to help you do just that. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Jones. Welcome once again to your retirement. I'm consumer advocate Chuck Caton for Dual Financial Strategies, and we have the full house today uh, on your retirement, starting with Sam Duell and Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel, and we're uh, ready to go with uh, uh, their offer of a retirement lifestyle review for you and talk about retirement planning with over 20 years of experience. And I think, Sam, with the world feeling more, as you mentioned before, uh, the volatility uh, uh, that uh, we have seen recently, the stock market's bound to encounter the peaks and valleys in the coming years. That's something I know uh, we have come to expect and probably will be more so here in the next little while. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're planning to retire, you're already retired, maybe is the case. It's essential to uh, consider the effect of the stock market on your retirement savings because there are people, Sam, that uh, uh, do feel that part of the portfolio uh, should be in the market. So uh, it is very important to understand one principle, and that's the principle of sequence of returns. And that is a risk, but maybe you can talk about that and give us uh, your thoughts on it. Uh, that's absolutely for sure, Chuck. It's And what sequence of returns means, The uh, that's a fancy term to say that um, when you make or lose money is much more important than how much you make or lose relative to time. Because when you're young, you're in your 20s and 30s, you got time. You got plenty of time. They can go up, it can go down, it can go sideways. You have the time to recoup any losses that have happened. But friends, you get within five years of retirement, three years of retirement, and you've got a problem. If you start losing 30, 40, 50% of the amount of money that you have, the ability for you to be able to recoup that is extraordinarily hard. And what sequence of return says is if you lose significant amounts of money in your retirement portfolio in the early years of your retirement, the odds that you will run out of money are greatly increased. You can do two scenarios side by side. We do these at our educational events that we do locally all of the time, showing where the exact same amount of return to the exact same people's ages with the exact same amount of money, only flipping the sequence of returns. One couple loses money in the early years, but then regains it all at the end, where the other couple makes the money at the early years, but then loses it all at the end. And the people that lost the money in the, on the front side of that, Chuck, they're the ones that go broke. Returns are something you can't control. The market is something you can't control, but you can strategize. You can have a good, active, tactical solution inside of the market. You can't do this buy and hope scenario that you've been in for all of these years going into retirement. It's a great way to end up old and broke. <laughs> well, I guess so. I guess that's the old adage, timing is everything, and being able to help that out a little bit with some strategies uh, can help. Again, you know, don't have total control over it, but uh, it certainly uh, should be watched, watched carefully, and uh, there are some things you can do to tweak it. How about, Andy, the impact of downturns in the market on your defined contribution retirement accounts? 
Yeah, so this is a good point to make. Not only are current retirees subject to market volatility, in fact, the movement away from traditional pension plans means that many people are working with defined contribution retirement accounts. This is going to be things like your 401k, a 403b, a 457, your individual IRAs. These have a specific amount of money that you could put in them per year, and that's where they get the defined contribution name. Um, But there are both pros and cons to this change. So while you're in control of your ultimate retirement destiny, you are also likely to have less definitive retirement income to rely on. So the difference between your 401k versus a pension from yesteryear. And it's important to become increasingly conservative as you approach retirement. Now, this is all definitive or or can be defined by by who you're working with because they can have a different definition of what that means. So this is where you really have to get specific and look at examples and we have the um, risk allies that you can go do on our website at dualstrategies.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you can click on the little gray bar, find out your risk number. This is really important to figure out where you're at because, again, everybody's definition can be a little bit different, whereas if you have a specific number, 1 to 99, on how you think about money and where that places you, then it's very easy to compare what it is that you're doing or what it is that someone might be doing for you and figure out if that's actually in line. Yeah, and so, I think yeah, I think Andy. Also, don't you think that uh, people don't realize uh, fully that as they get older, even if they're more aggressive, they should be kind of backing off a little bit, and uh, you know maybe that number changes as you get older. It may very well change as you get older, and likely it will. The other thing to think about is is not to say that you can't have a separate account. We have a client that I'm thinking of right now. He calls it his toys and candy money. Um, And so he likes to dabble and play in that account. So it's not to say that you can't have money that's more risky or if you enjoy doing some of those type of market investments on your own, go do it. But don't do it with all of your money. Do it with a very small, limited amount of money where, you know, again, this is looking at the whole picture of what assets you have, what income you have, what expenses you have, making sure that you have a very clear picture of where your income is coming from and how long that's going to go on for. This is not something that you want to run out of money as you get older. Yes, and it's uh, something you can't do yourself either. So having an advisor help you to do that strategy, uh, like the people at Dual Financial Strategies, that's what their job is, and that's where uh, they have the fiduciary standards that have your best interest in mind. All right, let's go to this one now, Luke. Uh, Hedging against market downturns. This is something that uh, is key. Uh, Is it something that you can be expert at, and is it something you can be successful at 100% of the time? Right. So when we're talking about hedging against downturns, it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, just a few years away or in retirement. There's a number of different ways that we can minimize the losses to the money that you've worked hard to save for all these years. Um, But one strategy that's not working, and I I feel like I'm hearing this from a lot of people, is sort of complaining and doing nothing about it. Um, There's plenty of people that are like, you know, inflation's on the move. Markets are getting really volatile, but they're doing nothing. They're just sitting there and doing nothing. So what are some of the things that you know you can do out there? Of course, talking to somebody, getting a second opinion. But also there's been this rule of, it used to be rule of 100. Now it's the rule of 110, which basically says that if you take the number 110 and subtract your age, so if you're 60 years old, 110 minus 60, the result of that is 50. And 50 would be the percentage of money that again, just generally speaking, that you would have at risk. That would be money that would be in the stock market, in assets that could 
vary more. And then you would take the rest of the money, the other 50% in that scenario, and have it positioned more safely so that you've got some different layers of your retirement portfolio and you're not all at risk and you're not all just sitting there in safety, um, you know, sort of losing money in this inflationary environment. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and then there's also these other rules that we, uh, maybe our old wives' tales or something with the 4% rule, maybe you can explain that, how that's maybe become a 3% rule with everything uh, changing economically. Sure. I mean, one of the biggest factors that affects retirees, and Andy was talking about it with, you know, understanding what you need from a spending standpoint, but also what can your portfolio provide provide you in retirement income. And historically, that's been, uh, Chuck, what you were talking about, the 4% rule, where if you can draw 4% or less of your assets, then that money will last you for a long time. But we are seeing in this lower interest rate environment and with numerous other factors going on, where that 4% rule might be more like the 3 3.5% rule now. So you want to take that into consideration when you're doing your income planning to ensure that you don't need six, seven, eight percent a year to live. Absolutely. I think the other thing on that, Luke, is that that's where working with a really good fiduciary based firm that's working in your best interest is key for you because there's all of these rules, right? And these are, and they're very generic. Like you said, the rule of 100 or the rule of 110 now used to be the rule of 100. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know when they changed it. I didn't know that there was a change. Right. So folks, you learned something on today's show that alongside of me at the same time so these generic rules are basically they're about as outdated as milk setting on your counter for six months they just don't apply to the majority of people for some reason the financial advisory community has gotten into this thing where oh we you you follow this rule you follow that rule well it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. because everybody's different right and yes you can use that for a general guideline i think they're great for general guidelines but boy if you're trying to plan a retirement based upon some sort of a tried and true rule like this, I think you're, when you're you leading up to retirement, right? When you're yeah. you're getting up to that five year mark, it's nice to have a general rule in the back of your mind. But yeah. once you're within that five year window, Sam, you got to start drilling down. Right. And that's when you start got to start doing risk allies assessments. You've got to start looking at this for exactly who you are, not who your brother in law is, not who not who's working next to you at, at you know at work. Mm-hmm. You've got to start looking at this specifically to you. I mean, I don't want to be flippant about this, but I don't care what Money Magazine says about your retirement. Mm-hmm. The folks writing that article at Money Magazine don't have any clue who you are, where you are, how much you've saved, when you've saved it, why you've saved it, where you, they don't have the first clue about you. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to have the type of retirement that you deserve, if you want to have the type of retirement that you've dreamed about, folks, you got to take advantage of our offer when we give you that opportunity to come in and do the retirement lifestyle review. You got to take advantage of that. You got to get on the phone and give us a call because that's how you're going to know. Maybe you're ready for retirement. Maybe you're not. That I know, Andy, that's the first thing that people tell us when they sit down is we'll start a conversation. The first thing we always tell you when you come in is that no is an okay answer in our in our offices. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No is perfectly fine in our world. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But the thing that people always want to know is, can we retire? 
Right. That's always the biggest question. Mm-hmm. Can we retire? No matter how much money they came in with. Exactly. It doesn't matter whether you have $100,000 or you've got $5 million. We get that same question all of the time. That's one of the things we're usually able to uncover in that first meeting mm-hmm. is, yeah, you can or no, maybe you should wait a couple of years, whatever the case might be. But the point Or you is, can retire for about three years. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Which we don't want. We want to... You want to stay it's retired. It's not a matter yes. of retiring. It's a matter of staying retired. Right. right. But the point of the of the uh, retirement lifestyle review is just that. What is your retirement lifestyle going to look like? How have your savings uh, gotten to the point where they're at now? And will you be able to go into this and live a reasonable lifestyle that meets your expectations? Absolutely. Let's jump on the phone. Give us a call. Let us talk to you about it. We'd love to meet you. And the easy way to do that is to get that no cost, no obligation review, that retirement lifestyle review from Dual Financial Strategies by calling 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Because as Sam said, it is all about your retirement. They'll sit down with you and what are going to be your expectations? How much money will you spend in retirement? You have to come down and, uh, and, and discuss that uh, with uh, either Andy or Sam or Luke, and uh, they will be at your service, and uh, they will construct that retirement lifestyle review for you. Once again, it's 866-203-7486, and um, when you come in, Sam has uh, penned a book called Purpose Determines Placement, and I think he will uh, maybe even autograph a copy for you and certainly give it to you, and again, part of the education process about your Retirement. All right, we've got to take a break, Sam. What's coming up next? Chuck, some 60 million Americans are saving for retirement in a 401k. And if you're one of them, are you getting the most out of your contributions? When we come back, some ideas to optimize your 401k to make it even better. Welcome back again to uh, Your Retirement. Chuck Caton here along with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. 866-203-7486 is their number. We're talking about Sam Duell and Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel. And uh, they are uh, going to uh, discuss 401ks because uh, the uh, yeah, we said 60 million, give or take, a few Americans saving for retirement with that vehicle. And Tossing money into whatever your 401k's default investment uh, probably will help you grow a retirement savings, but it might not be the most efficient uh, investment strategy. And if you want to speed up your journey to retirement, if you're in that retirement red zone, you need to know uh, how to get the most out of your 401k. So uh, we're here to talk about that, starting with Sam, with some tips on how you can get started here, because the 401k was a wonderful uh uh, invention, but it only it has some limitations too. And I don't know about you, Sam or Andy or or, or Luke, but I don't like paying taxes. So mitigating those is uh, something that makes sense. But paying taxes is it going to be now? Is it going to be later? Uh, I guess is the key, right, Sam? Oh, that's so true. It is what it's all about is paying taxes when it makes sense. You know, in the the previous segment, we were talking about all of these rules that are out there and people get all caught up and running within the rules. Well, this is another one of those. This is one of those I would consider almost to be myths 
about 401ks versus Roth 401ks or Roth IRAs. It's been out there forever uh, because it's always been preached to you. Plow as much money as you can into that 401k because it's tax deferred. You're going to you're not going to have to pay the taxes now and you're going to get to defer all of those gains. And when you take that money out, you're probably going to be in a lower tax bracket. Folks, I got news for you. We, I've been doing this for over two decades now, and I am still waiting to meet a significant number of you that are in a lower tax bracket now than you were when you were working. Now, let me tell you when you will be. If you're listening to us today and you're running in that three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars in income range and above, because we meet a lot of you that do that, yeah, it makes perfect sense for you to be plowing money into the four hundred one k or whatever instruments you have because you're receiving the tax benefit of it now when you're in a very high tax bracket. You're a thirty something percent tax bracketer. And when you do retire, most of you in that income level aren't living off of three hundred and fifty or four hundred thousand dollars. You're living on something less than that. You've most of you have not at that lifestyle level. So then all of a sudden, if you drop from a thirty percent tax bracket down to a twenty-two percent tax bracket in retirement, that heavy contribution into your work four hundred one K make perfect sense for you because you save the money at a high tax level, you are spending it at a lower tax level. But folks, for those of you that are not in that scenario, the two of you as a couple, you're bringing home a hundred, one hundred and five thousand dollars a year gross. You're in a twelve percent tax bracket if you're if you get gross pay of that level. So you're plowing money into this four hundred one k to save twelve percent today, to turn around and pay the taxes on it later on. You hope at twelve percent. The net sum gain of that is very very little, even considering the fact that the money's tax deferred. So you need to think about that Roth four hundred one k portion. You need to be thinking about tax free money right now. That just makes more sense for you. Put as much money into your four hundred one k as you need to to get the free money from the employer. But you need to be thinking about tax free. What's the money going to look like later on down the road? Are taxes going to go up? You have to put the money in the place where it makes the most tax sense. Not only today. But forward looking down the road, that's the conversation you'll never have anywhere else other than with dual financial strategies. We need to get that visit together so we can get you buttoned up so that you're in the right place both today and tomorrow. Absolutely. And those, uh, if you're fortunate enough to have a Roth 401k at work, uh, you know, plow that money into there. But Andy, I would like to say that uh, for those who have that regular 401k, maximize it uh, by doing catch-up contributions. And maybe you could talk about the parameters uh, within that. Right. So catch-up contributions are an, another option, at least, that gives you some additional opportunity to put more money into your plan. So adults 50 and older are permitted to contribute an extra $6,000 into your 401ks this year, which brings your annual contribution limit to $26,000 for two, 2021 and $27,000 for 2022. So if you weren't able to save as much as you like when you were younger, pre-50 years old, the catch-up contributions are a great way to get yourself back on track. Now, you don't have to do anything special to take advantage of them, just increase your contributions accordingly. Absolutely. And that is a safe and easy and wonderful thing to do. It'll pay dividends later on. Luke, what about choosing low-cost investments? Uh, do you have control over that uh, in retirement in, in, in most 401k plans? Most 401k plans you do, you're going to have a pre-selected um, number of choices inside of your 401k plan as far as the mutual fund options that are inside of there. Uh, but there's something really important that 
you may need to take a look at if you're not aware, and that is the expense ratio for each of those underlying holdings. And that is a, a fee that you pay based on the value of uh, the amount of money that's inside of there. So for example, if you had $100 invested in one particular fund and that mutual fund had a 1% expense ratio, then you would be paying $1 to that manager for those funds. Um, but realize as your assets increase, then of course that fee is gonna be a little bit higher. So you wanna be mindful of that. You also wanna be mindful of the value you, that you're getting for that fee. Um, most times, Sam, in our experience, you've been doing this for about 20 years, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but most times, and I've seen this too over the last 10, is that you're not getting a lot of service. You're not getting a lot of help with, you know, making retirement decisions like taxes, like, you know, social security, how you're going to take no, that. Absolutely not. So you're, you're paying a 1% fee, but what are you getting for that at the end of the day? So understand the value that you're getting um, because there's, there's plenty of solutions and options out there where you can pay in that range um, and get way more in the way of yeah. tax strategy, which could save you thousands of dollars. Well, people confuse often, I believe, they confuse the term uh, cost with value. Correct. And there's an old saying that everybody knows the cost of everything. They know the value of nothing. Sure. Uh, and it's it, to me, it's so true. I, I live that in my life. It's like I'm not particularly concerned about what something costs. It's am I getting value for it? So yeah, you can pay a you can pay a fee of one percent and get nothing for it, or you can pay a fee of you know one and three quarters percent and get the world handed to you as far as service is concerned. So you have to determine what is your personal value proposition. What do you want to receive in value? Because folks, nothing is free. Right. These four hundred one ks, there are fees inside of them. It's and, the way it works. Right. And there's other fees aside from the expense ratio. It's there. It's yep. all there. It's all there. It's kind of like you know, it just just find it, but it's in there. Nothing is free. Absolutely. Sure. And all right, Sam. As we wrap up this segment, uh, we're going to have people leaving their jobs, but sometimes they leave their four hundred one ks and forget about them. Those stray four hundred one ks. But uh, you've got some good advice uh, to um, counter that. Yeah, roll it over. Ch take it with you, folks. Put it in your pocket and take it with you when you go. Now, if, if you just if you do what's called a rollover, where you move it from the four hundred one k to a pre-established IRA account somewhere else, that's called a rollover. There's no tax consequences on that. You maintain your tax deferred basis. Uh, as a matter of fact, for those of you that are over the age of fifty nine and a half. This is a very, very powerful strategic tool for you pre-retirement because there is a tax rule called an in-service distribution. If you want to make a note of that, it's called an in-service distribution. Almost all employers that we run into in the Fox Valley offer this. Correct. And if you're older than 59 and a half, you can go ahead and roll over your 401k while you're still working. It doesn't affect your 401k status. You continue to contribute to that. You continue to participate in that, but what you do is you just take the bulk of the money and you get it into what could hopefully be better savings vehicles, more diversity. You can start building a retirement plan. We see this all the time where those you've saved five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars. You're like, I'm afraid of the market. This is making me nervous. Well, you do an in-service distribution. We get it rolled over. Now we can take that thing and we can break it out three or four or five different directions for you. Mm -hmm. Get you true diversification because the, the number one um, Achilles heel with most 401k plans is just simply the matter that there aren't a lot of choices. There isn't a lot that you can do inside. You certainly 
can't do income-based investments inside of that. You can't do uh, principal-protected uh, types of accounts inside of there. It's just not possible. And it's a lot harder to do what you were talking about earlier, Sam, and that's tax planning. For right? sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, you can't do it It is there. what it is. You right. can't do it. Yeah. So there's so many advantages to doing an in-service distribution at 59 and a half. But even absent that, folks, when you leave that company, don't leave that 401k behind because you have no idea how that, that plan is being run. You have no idea when they're going to change plans. Take the money with you. You have to control your money the same as you control your retirement. And that's where you come in, Sam, uh, at Dual Financial Strategies and uh, with a retirement lifestyle review you want to offer our listeners. That's a lot of the things that we talk about when you come in and visit with us is, are you eligible to do an in-service distribution? Does it make sense for you to do that? Doing a risk analysis, how is your risk exposure in your current company plan aligned with what your risk exposure feelings are? We can do all of those things. We can run through all of these scenarios. When should you claim Social Security? What does an income source look like for you? When are you going to retire? All of these different things are so important that you start addressing those now. That's what a retirement lifestyle review does. We'd love to get you a copy of the book, Purpose Determines Placement. And most of all, we'd love to meet you in person. Absolutely. And the way to do that is to give us a call at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And meet with the fine folks at the Dual Financial Strategies, uh, whether it is a Sam or Andy or Luke, with their over score of years of experience, that retirement lifestyle review is for you, and it is going to be very beneficial, whether you're a pre-retiree uh, or a retiree that is looking for a second opinion. Uh, well, it's going to be no cost, no obligation at 866-203-7486. Got to take a break, Sam, and I think we're going to have to make decisions, decisions, decisions in the next segment, right? Yeah, planning for retirement, that forces you to make a lot of decisions. Making the wrong ones, though, can make or break your retirement. When we come back, we'll outline some factors affecting your income and your cost of living. You're listening to Your Retirement. Chuck Caton here, consumer advocate. And we're uh, looking at Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel across the room here. And uh, you, thank you for joining us again here uh, for Your Retirement. 866-203-7486 is the number to uh, make that appointment with Dual Financial Strategies because they've got your best interest in mind as uh, independent fiduciaries who, again, are expert at retirement planning. So as a retiree, uh, we talked about it, Sam. You've got to make a lot of decisions uh, related to spending and different sources of income. And these uh, choices can affect how much money you have available, how far it goes, and most importantly, how long it will last. Because I think the number one uh, concern of uh, retirees or people approaching retirement, uh, I think you find, is that they, they are afraid they're going to run out of money in retirement. And I guess where you live, uh, Sam, is going to be the first determining factor as far as cost of living is concerned, not only where you desire to live, but where it's financially and fiscally feasible. Yeah, well, it makes the most sense for you. And that's that's a biggie. The cost of living is huge. Now, you know, we're blessed here in the Fox Valley because we have a very high standard of living, but we have a relatively low cost 
for that standard yeah. for that standard of living uh, yes we are one of the higher income tax states when you look across the United States there are certainly places that the taxes are lower uh, but there's also places where the taxes are lower and I wouldn't want to live there so <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's places where there are no income taxes and you couldn't pay me to live there so where you decide to live is going to make a difference that's going to make a difference for you and you need to be thinking about that now you say well you know we're not going to retire for five six seven years folks I want you to start to put that on your radar screen right now because when you come in for your retirement lifestyle review we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about some forward-looking things that might occur in your life for example um, we've got clients that have lived in lived in Wisconsin uh, and after retirement they moved to California well obviously we had to adjust for that because it cost them more to live in the state of California than it cost them to live in Wisconsin. Can I say they're crazy? <laughs> this is Chuck saying this ladies and gentlemen not yeah, Sam or Andy know, or Luke. <laughs> well actually I've had that conversation yeah. with them too but they they love it they're down in uh, they're down in Palm Desert California in All Southern right. California and he is an absolute golf nut I think he's within you know he's within a seven iron of about 25 different golf courses and he is out of his mind happy and I'm like he loves loves the heat too and he, he loves just, the, the heat. hotter the better oh i talked to him this it was late no in thanks. the summer i mean it was it was coming into fall for us and it was still like 95 100 i think he said it was up to 115 117 degrees unbelievable there, well he's mm. going to have a minor league hockey team there next year seattle oh, yeah? is going to have that american hockey league franchise so he'll be able to at least get away from golf and at night uh, when it gets down to about 70 degrees he'll be able to go to watch a hockey game in november or something yeah or when it gets down to about 90 degrees i was just gonna say for months yeah <laughs> What's the name of the team? The Seattle Crack? Yeah, and uh, oh boy. the Firebirds is what the minor league team is going to be. They're going to be the Palm Springs Firebirds. Uh, okay. So, uh, or well, Coachella get... Valley. Coachella Valley, I guess, is going to be the actual area. So that's the same area as where this year your man is but well, anyway if they get down around la or something they could be like the la crackheads or something like uh, that. maybe that yeah get off shoot so, <laughs> so anyway geographically where you live makes a difference um what what size of a home are you going to live in i mean are you going to at some point in time are you going to go to like a 55 and older adult community are you going to be living in your same house factors 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 folks but this is what happens when you deal with people like us who focus on retirement all the time because that's what we do you start to get these questions that come in that we have people come in all of the time and you say to us wow I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. I had never given that consideration. That's what we're for. Yeah, absolutely. And and people need that kind of guidance. And if it's uh, you that do and uh, you're approaching retirement, and uh, whether it's about uh, where you want to live or other matters that will continue on, it's 866-203-7486 to get that no cost, no obligation. Sit down to get some advice uh, from Sam or Andy or Luke. And Luke, uh, uh, one of the big things for people as they approach Social Security age, when do I take it? How do I take it? Uh, but the big thing is when to claim Social Security as you're approaching retirement, because that is key. That can either put more money in your pocket or less money in your pocket, depending upon uh, the date you take it. Social Security will probably be a critical income source, and you'll need to be smart about when you claim those benefits. So the age when you first file for them affects the amount of income that you're going to get. So it's really important that you really look at your health and your um, longevity when you're talking about this. 
when you file for full retirement age benefits, that is somewhere between 66 and two months and 67, depending on your birth year. Now, requiring, or excuse me, retiring exactly at that age means that you'll get some sort of benefit. That's going to be indicative. If you file at 62, you're going to get somewhere around 24% less than if you file at your full retirement age benefits or even if you wait until age 70. So it's an 8% increase every year that you don't touch Social Security from 62 on. Now, 70 is the most, that's the longest it'll go when it's increasing. But again, if you have some health considerations that you have to look at, be it your lungs, your heart, something that's going to potentially drastically impact your life expectancy, yeah, you may want to start it early. But for most people that are reasonably healthy, um, I would probably make an argument that waiting and getting that 8% increase every year is probably a smart thing to do. The pretty good CD rate. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty amazing CD rate. We haven't seen those kind of rates for decades. Um, we could again. <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? But the reality of the situation is if you have a spouse, were they able to work? Did they qualify for their own Social Security benefits? Or are they going to take some part of your benefit? And that doesn't decrease your benefits. But it is important to look at all of those aspects when you're trying to determine when to file for Social Security. Yeah. So it, it, it is a bit of a puzzle. And working with someone who understands the nuances of Social Security and your retirement, how that all comes into play, and then getting into Medicare. This is a whole other part of it. But it's just important to understand um, your Social Security and where you're at with that. It is a huge piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. And Luke, uh, there are other uh, aspects of uh, and other buckets, uh, shall we say, that people will have in retirement besides Social Security. So I think juggling that uh, and uh, what uh, kind of money and uh, what kind of a lifestyle you want and what kind of withdrawal rate uh, is going to be uh, tantamount to success. And, and it's all about your own choice because it is your retirement. It absolutely is. We're talking about retirement income, folks. And Andy was just talking about Social Security, the largest source of retirement income for you. And most likely, the second largest source of income is going to come from those retirement savings vehicles. So the 401ks, the IRAs, and pulling the money out of there becomes really important. How are you going to do that? What's the goal with that money? Are we trying to leave money to the kids? Are we trying to spend all that money because you're the one that worked hard for it? We were talking earlier about general rule of thumbs. That's great leading up to retirement to kind of get you in the right zone. But once you're within five years of retirement, give us a call, folks. We'd love to talk about a specific income plan for you, what and how that works best for you. And also, you need to understand you know, what are your retirement expenses going to be, right? That's just a fundamental piece of this puzzle. Um, what have you been spending leading up to this point? And do you see any expenses going away? Of course, your contributions to your retirement account will, but have a good understanding of that number. And we can, we can map out a plan for your income to make sure that that money lasts for the next 20, 25, 30 years. Absolutely. We're talking about decisions you need to make as you prepare for retirement, and you can do it with dual financial strategies to help because they are fiduciaries who've got your best interest in mind. 866-203-7486 is their number to get that no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review. And one of the things as we wrap it up, Sam, uh, very important is what insurance coverage do you buy uh, when uh, you're not working anymore what happens uh you know preferably you're gonna work till you're 65 you can kick in medicare and even there you have to make some uh, decisions upon supplement programs 
You do indeed. And that's the reason why we have gone to the effort uh, to make sure we have a dedicated Medicare supplement staff member. So we've got Lake. He works in the Medicare supplement space, and that's what he's there for because we've gotten comments from you. We did this based upon your request to us to include this as a part of our review process, to include this as a part of our offerings because you said, Sam, we are so confused on these Medicare supplements. We literally get buried in pamphlets. We get buried in mail. We get buried in email, and it's also confusing. I don't know if I should do Medicare Advantage. I don't know if I should do a Medicare supplement and then put things on a la carte. I don't get it. So we said, you know what? We're going to put a dedicated individual uh, in place. So when you come in for your retirement lifestyle review, if you're 64 years old or above, we're also going to want to make sure that we include that Medicare supplement consultation and that Medicare supplement review for you to make sure that you have the right place because it's very, very confusing. Uh, There's an awful lot to think about and a lot of it comes down to what kind of a consumer of health care are you? What type of a plan would fit you best? And getting you to understand the difference between these plans, because the one thing, Chuck, that we find is that we don't see a great job being done in the industry of differentiating between what will get paid for, what will not get paid for, who's going to determine the uh, standard of care, who's going to determine the doctor's visits. So, Come in and see us. I'll have Lake set down with you, and we'll get to the bottom of all of your Medicare supplement questions. So this is what we're talking about when we're talking about your retirement on this program for Dual Financial Strategies, and that is you'll get that comprehensive retirement lifestyle review. This is the key for your retirement. And uh, the best way to do that at no cost, no obligation, is to give them a call at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Sam will give a copy to you of uh, his book, Purpose Determines Placement. Make that phone call right now. Make that uh, appointment right now to visit with Sam or Andy or Luke because it is your retirement. It's all about you, and it is not, as we say, uh, designed to... uh, there's no one size fits all when it comes to your retirement. We're going to be talking about all of these things with you, the the decisions you have to make in retirement and uh, everything that you need to know from taxation, uh, estate planning, legacy planning. It's all encompassed right there with their over 20 years of experience at dual financial strategy. So once again, give them a call at 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486. Fast-moving show, Sam. What's coming up in the final segment? I know it's one of your favorites. Yeah, well, the listeners have got questions, and we have some answers for them. So that and more when we come right back. Welcome once again to our final segment of Your Retirement. Chuck Caton here along with Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. We're in the holiday season right now, and we certainly wish you uh, the best season's greetings. And, uh, of course, uh, hoping that uh, 2022 will be a much better year uh, in our environment. Uh, we'll get rid of all of these uh, different uh, Greek-lettered um, COVID-19 variants, if you think they really exist. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no. uh, right? Uh, okay. Well, they do exist, but uh, what are their ramifications? What are their uh, uh, degrees of difficulty, I guess you'd have to say. Anyway, 
you've got some questions, we've got some answers, and we're going to start, Sam, with Kathy and Appleton for you. He says, uh, she says that uh, I've got to start taking my required minimum distributions this year, and I have to say that uh, that's one lady that's a little older than I am. I don't have to take mine yet. <laughs> so, and not many people are older than you, Chuck. Uh, no, that's true. Absolutely. Uh, I've got three different IRAs, says Kathy. So should I take some money out of each account or take them all from one? What's your advice on that, Sam? Well, the the answer to that, Kathy, is yes. <laughs> you could do either one. Um, the rules say that you only have to take a distribution from one of them. It just has to be an aggregated amount. So let's just say that... Let's say that each one of your IRAs was worth $100,000, okay? Um, you could take a, a, an IRA, a required distribution based upon the $100,000 value from each one of those, or you can just add all three together and say, hey, my value of those as of December 31st of last year was $300,000. Here's my required minimum distribution amount. So you can do either one of those. Um, I would say that if you have to do that this calendar year, I would get cracking on that. Um, it's not uncommon at the end of the year, if you get too far into December, uh, you start doing required minimum distributions, unless you have it set up on an auto, you know, an auto policy or an auto distribution scenario. You don't want to just be starting the process of initiating the paperwork, doing all of those sorts of things too late into December, because remember that all of these companies are just, they're absolutely buried doing late Roth IRA conversions and doing a required minimum distributions. So that's one uh, don't put off the sooner the better to make sure that you're timely on getting that distribution out to yourself. All right. Very good advice there. Let's go to uh, Larry and De Pere now. And uh, Andy, uh, he's got this question. Uh, if I'm no longer employed, can I roll over a 403B plan into an IRA or do a Roth conversion? Great question, Larry. Um, so if you're no longer employed with that company that held the 403B, yes, you can absolutely do a um, rollover to an IRA. Um, you can do a Roth conversion. I would look at that with some with a calculator for sure and be a bit critical about doing your rollover conversions only because you don't really want to take the money to pay the taxes out of your investment that would be better if you have money set aside like in a savings account to pay the taxes that are due on that. So I... I definitely go into those um, Roth conversions very critically and saying, does this make sense for the situation? Um, because it, how long did it take you to save the money and how much taxes are you going to end up paying on that? You know, you may be picking up a you know penny or stepping over a dollar to pick up a penny. It doesn't always make sense to do that. So just, just be real critical or work with somebody who is yeah. very critical about doing um, conversions to make sure that it makes sense in your situation. I'd be prone to doing, getting the money rolled over. Yeah. Take control of the money. Right. And then have your accountant, your tax preparer, or if, you're, if your advisor is qualified to do it, right. have them do a, a tax analysis on that to see when, where, and how does it make sense to do that Roth conversion. All right. Very good advice. Let's go now, Luke, to Jimmy in Alloway, who is 62 years old and trying to uh, manage what I have in my stocks, and I've been looking into annuities. This product sounds great because of uh, fixed funds, but I don't know uh, much about annuities. So what are the pros and cons of annuities versus stocks? Jimmy, great question. Um, way to recognize alternative asset classes that are out there. Uh, first, you have to make the distinction between whether we're talking about a variable annuity or we're talking about a fixed annuity of some sort. So those are the two broad strokes types of annuities that are out there the variable annuity 
has mutual funds as the underlying investment tool inside of them. So there is some inherent risk associated with that. By your question, uh, you do seem to be gearing more towards something that's a little bit safer, um, has some inherent differences over the variable annuity it, that are implied right in the name. Um, so you're, you're going to have uh, the one of the pros is going to be some level of print principal protection with the funds. And from a and I'll get back to some other pros, but some of the cons that you may hear um, on them, if they are, you have to determine for yourself whether they are or aren't, is you have some level of a, a contract length with them. So you're going to agree to a certain time period um, with your just straight fixed, almost like a CD type annuity. Those are going to be shorter in that three, four, five year range. Uh, once you get into the fixed indexed world where you're reaching for a little bit more in the way of opportunity, but again, still your principal's protected, you're probably going to be in that seven to 10 year range as kind of a sweet spot. Um, some of the other uh, potential cons would be liquidity is, is often limited to 10% um, during a one year period of time. So depending on your income needs throughout retirement, that could be a big deal or that could be very minor in the grand scheme of things. And um, you'll often have limited upside potential within an annuity. Uh, you're not going to gain all of the market exposure, but you're also not, If as long as you're going in eyes wide open on that, um, the goal is to protect it from losing large sums of money. A couple other uh, pros for people are over your, you know, like a CD or a straight fixed uh, annuity would be higher potential returns. So you're, you've got much higher potential returns could potentially keep up with inflation um, and you've also got options for lifetime income options those are um, only under certain special circumstances but you can basically structure an annuity like you would a pension your own personal pension plan all right very good answer there all right sam we've got gerald in oshkosh with our final question of the day he says i'm currently 51 years old planning to take an early retirement due to a health issue uh, and uh, my wife is a part-time teacher, and our only child is 10 years old. Now, we've paid off our home, we've paid off our car, we've got no loans, we've got about $600,000 in retirement accounts and about $500,000 in non-retirement accounts. So how can I invest this money tactically to generate monthly income? We are frugal. Our monthly expenses are about 3000 a month. So my question is, can I retire? Um that's a that's certainly a multi-layered uh, question, Gerald. And uh, we're sorry to hear that that uh, some health issues are going to force that early retirement. Um, you know, when we just look at that, if I look at it from fifteen thousand feet view, uh, you're living frugally at three thousand dollars a month. That is, that's a very very manageable lifestyle. Certainly, the amount of money that you have saved uh, would allow you to generate the type of income in order to live there. Now, a couple of things that you're going to have to keep in mind is that we're going to have uh, some difficulty early on here because of your age and being able to access those retirement accounts. Because typically, uh, if you leave money in an employer's retirement account, like in a 401k when you leave their service, you can usually access that at age 55. Ordinarily, that would be 59 and a half. Uh, there are some exceptions that have to do with health and longevity and things like that. But I would say that for the most part, we're probably going to have a planning, uh, you know, a bit of a planning strategy is going to have to take place to determine 
can money come from that account? You might have to rely on that 500000 uh, to generate your income. But yes, you can absolutely invest money tactically today. We do this every day. That's because retirees need income. That's what we focus on is how do I take $1.1 million and turn it into a $30,000 a year income stream. How do you do that? Kind of the old adage of how do I spend my interest and maintain my principal? So you've certainly got the assets to do it. I think the logistical challenge might come into play for you just being your age right now. You said your uh, wife is working part-time as a teacher, so she has an income coming in. Uh, so that is is a bonus. Uh, I would wonder, uh, your child is 10 years old. What are the future plans for them? Uh, is college in the, is college in the offering for them uh do you have a college savings account put together for them uh is it something we think that uh, because of their uh, maybe their athletic or their uh, academic skill levels that they qualify for grants or uh, uh or scholarships and things like that later on so it's a multi-layered question um I would say that just looking at it from the top down based upon no debt, based upon the fact that you live on a very low amount, uh, yes, I can't imagine that there isn't a way that we would be able to structure uh, a sustainable retirement for you. And that's a big question there. That's mm-hmm. a biggie. You're 51 years old. Right. Not not The question is never, can you retire? We say that all the time. Anybody can retire anytime they want to. The question is, can you stay retired? But I believe because of your frugal lifestyle, because of your great savings habits, yes, a sustainable retirement income scenario can be uh, crafted for you. But one of the things I would advise you on, Gerald, as you're seeking out and interviewing advisors, is you really want to do a lot of deep questioning, uh, more on sustainable uh, retirement income strategies, their feelings about that, and ta- and uh, ask them a lot of questions about uh, their knowledge uh, regarding taxation uh, and the uh, liquid availability of IRA funds at your current age. All right, so very good answer. And, of course, there's that health care issue, too, that they have to think for about. Sure. How are you going to pay for health care unless exactly. the, uh, that the part-time job has a, a Medicare benefit or a medical benefit, I should say, or health care Exactly. Benefit. Yeah, it's, that's, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty complicated scenario there. Mm-hmm. It, it, you're going you're gonna to want to look for somebody, Gerald, that has a, a very deep uh, and broad understanding of uh, retirement issues at all levels. All right, and that's what uh, Sam and Andy and Luke are expert at, is giving the wonderful advice to you in your retirement planning, because it is your retirement. Give them a call, 866-203-7486. That's the number to call to get that no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review. With over 20 years of experience at Dual Financial Strategies, Sam, Andy, and Luke can take care of your retirement needs, uh, whether it uh, be consultation on uh, uh, just that situation right there. When can I retire? How can I retire? Um, What will I need in retirement? They can guide you through all of those aspects with their retirement lifestyle review. Well, it's been a good show, uh, Sam. Uh, and uh, we uh, welcome you back uh, to the microphones along with Andy. And Luke did a fine job last week, he and I. And, and now uh, tell us uh, some of your final thoughts this week for our listeners. Well, you know, Chuck, I read a, a, a quote here a while back from Elon Musk, and he said that people panic to find a charger when their phones are going to die, but they don't panic to find a plan when their dreams are going to die. A lot of you are scared right now. We're in some scary times. Don't let that retirement dream die. Make that phone call today and let's get together and chat. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor.
Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.